0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Sometimes we must square up with the fact that God allows bad things to happen to good people. Such was the case for the children of Israel in Egypt. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl begins the book of Exodus, chapter 1, on Simply the Bible.
0: Today we come to one of the most exciting and miraculous books of the Bible. I'm talking about the book of Exodus. It demonstrates Yahweh's power over every human authority and over every false god. We see the invisible hand of God saving baby Moses from the Nile and causing him to be raised by Pharaoh's daughter so that he could be in the house of Pharaoh. God raised Moses up and trained this amazing servant of the Lord and leader of the Hebrews to be his instrument in delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt to receive the covenant of the law at Mount Sinai. There are so many lessons in the book of Exodus that apply to us as New Covenant believers. Therefore, let's embark together on this grand adventure. Exodus chapter 1. Now, these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and... Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, all these who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons, for Joseph was in Egypt already, and Joseph died, all his brothers, and all that generation. This is a recap of the 12 sons of Israel that were included among the 70 descendants of Israel that moved from Canaan to Egypt. That entire generation passed on. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Do you know the first commandment of God is to be fruitful and multiply? God seeks godly offspring. And certainly that's what happened with the children of Israel. They entered Egypt, a band of 70, and 400 years later, they would exit with an army of 600,000 fighting men and perhaps a total population of two to three million. The blessing of God was upon them, for he was forming them into a nation just as he had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Joseph had been such an amazing savior to the whole land of Egypt. But one pharaoh passed and another and another. And finally, there was one that didn't know Joseph, didn't care. All he knew about was this large and ever-expanding population of Hebrews. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. History tells us that about this time the Hittites were a threat to Egypt, so it could be that Pharaoh was afraid that the Hebrews, who came from the same area as the Hittites, would side with them should they choose to invade the land. Proverbs 29.25 tells us, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And David writes in Psalm 37, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. And certainly the fear that this Pharaoh had would lead to much evil. Rather than fearing the Israelites, Pharaoh would have been much better off to fear God. Verse 11. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pytham and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were in dread of the children of Israel. Pharaoh oppressed the children of Israel, They were forced to leave their pastures and flocks and herds in the fertile land of Goshen and become slaves, making bricks for great building projects in the distribution centers of Egypt. Their harsh taskmasters would beat the Hebrews with rods or lay stripes upon them with a whip if they slacked off in their labor. When man enslaves his fellow man, whether it be Egyptians enslaving Hebrews or whites enslaving blacks or trafficking that enslaves an estimated 20 to 30 million people today worldwide, it is evidence that our arch enemy Satan, is at work who seeks to destroy and dehumanize those who have been created in the image of God. Pharaoh thought his harsh treatment of the Hebrews would cause their swelling populations to shrink. But the reverse happened, and they continued to be fruitful and multiply. No one can frustrate the plans of Almighty God. Verse 13, So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, and brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. As the children of Israel went from being honored in a prosperous land to being oppressed in bitter bondage, they must have wondered, where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? What do we do wrong? Why is all of this happening to us? But God knew where they were, They were right where he wanted them to be. God had not abandoned them, even though it must have felt that way. We tend to think that bitter hardship is not God's will for our lives. But the greatest saints of God have endured bitter hardship. As Paul and Barnabas strengthened the disciples, they told them, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So this is nothing new. And it's nothing out of the ordinary for the believer in Jesus Christ. We may not understand it at the time, but bitter hardship has a good purpose in making us more like Christ. And we can take comfort knowing that we are in God's hands and that no weapon is fashioned against us that will ultimately prosper. God controls what happens to us ultimately. While the enemy seeks to wipe us out, God uses these things to strengthen our faith and to multiply his fruit in our lives. Now, I know that's easier said than believed, especially when you're going through it. But God is faithful even when we don't understand what in the world is happening. Verse 15, then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, "When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. but if it is a daughter, then she shall live. As if bitter bondage was not enough, Pharaoh orders the Hebrew midwives to terminate the lives of the male babies they deliver. This was a form of genocide and a violent form of birth control, not unlike abortion. Verse 17, but the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. No doubt, when they received the order from Pharaoh, the midwives thought, how can we do such a thing? So they disobeyed Pharaoh and they lied about it because they feared God. This reminds me of a classic movie, one of my favorites growing up, The Sound of Music. And I love this scene, the car scene, where the the Nazi cars won't start. And then it flashes to the Reverend Mother with the two sisters. And they say, Reverend Mother, we have sinned, you know. And and then they they pull out the distributor and the cables to the distributor. And uh, I love that scene. Because there are some sins that are, are worse than other sins. I've heard people say, sin is sin, and and by this they mean that all sin is the same. But the Bible never says that. It says that all sin is lawlessness. But let's face it, some sins are worse than others. Disobedience to governing authorities is a sin. Lying is a sin. But the Hebrew midwives are not condemned in Scripture for disobeying or for lying. Why not? Because murdering babies was a greater sin than disobeying Pharaoh and lying to him about it. The midwives' fear of God kept them from committing the greater sin of murder. By disobeying Pharaoh, they risked their lives. But it is better to fear God than to fear men. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. Whenever we obey God, we can expect a blessing. We may see it now or we may not see it now, but it will come. If we sow to the Spirit, the Bible says we will reap life and peace. In this case, the midwives who delivered the children of others were blessed with children of their own. Verse 22, So Pharaoh commanded all the people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Pharaoh was not one to give up so easily. If plan A didn't work, then plan B was to make every family responsible to cast their baby boys into the Nile. This Pharaoh had a hard heart, and yet... It was not nearly as hard as the Pharaoh who would reign 40 years later. It would have been difficult to be a Hebrew living in Egypt during these dark, oppressive, and murderous days. But God would deliver his people from the bitter bondage of Egypt and join them to himself. Egypt is a picture of the world and how the world often attracts and enslaves the child of God. Think of the bitterness and bondage of sin in this world. But God calls us out of this world. He has called us into a promised land that is in store for us. Are we still slaves to our sins? Or have we come out into the glorious freedom of those who have been delivered? It would only be through the Passover lamb that the Hebrews could make their exodus. And it is only through the blood of the Lamb of God that we also shall be delivered from bitter bondage and brought into the land of milk and honey.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that God had an amazing plan to deliver his people from the bitter bondage of Egypt. And it all began with a beautiful child. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.